Hi, my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. What's up, everybody? And welcome to Treading Faith. Oh, awesome. I love it. I said it. it, too. You did. Well, Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding everyday life, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. Today, we have very special guests with us. Some VIPs are in the house, and we are so happy to have this discussion with everyone here today. But before we get into our discussion, Philia, what are we talking about? We are giving all of you a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles of Jesus Christ, and we apply it to our modern day life. And today, we are covering the miracle number five, which is casting and catching. Now, one thing you have to know is that miracles are inexplicable events that cannot be explained through scientific means. And in our faith world, we attribute all of these things to the Lord. So the Bible is filled with these miracles. And today we're going to cover one. So I'm going to take this reading from Luke 5, verse 1 to 11. And it says, Jesus calls his first disciples. And it reads, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a um, a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came filled both so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus's knees and said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid from now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Amen. Amen. All right. Wow. Well, one thing I can surely say about this miracle is that Jesus will always fill your cup. Ooh, I like that. And although all of these disciples were so astonished at the catch, Jesus knew when he commanded to go and cast your net that they were going to be filled with abundance. And this is what God has for us. He knows that no matter what, we will lack of nothing. And this is what this miracle is teaching us. I think that this is an interesting miracle because of precisely what you said. Like Jesus will never let your cup be empty, right? Mm -hmm. You know, your cup runneth overrunneth yes, right yes. and this miracle is interesting because the 
fishermen that were out there were listening and he told Jesus told them to go cast their net. They thought that, you know what, we're not going to catch anything, but they obeyed. Nice. And that's so important yes. in understanding miracles right. that there is a component that requires our obedience. There's a component mm -hmm. that requires our faith. And their faith might have been little, but it was enough for them to obey. Right. And they let down their nets and they caught an abundance, right. an abundance. Right. To the point where they were sinking. <laughs> they were sinking. Right. They called others. Right. The nets were breaking. Right. I mean, they weren't even prepared for the no. overflow. No. I like this idea when you said over, um, being prepared. You're never prepared for God's blessings. Mm. You are just hopeful and faithful that he is going to provide for you, right? But when it happens, it's like, it's almost like when Jesus say yes, no one can say no, right? <laughs> it's like, you feel like, when is your time, man? It is clear mm. and mm. without a shadow of a doubt that it is your time. Mm. And I think that this is something that really reiterates that idea. You know, I remember the old African proverb that says, you know, you feed a man fish, you feed him for a day. But if you teach him how to fish, you feed him for life. And when I think of Jesus saying, cast your nets, he's teaching them how to fish, teaching them how to have faith, teaching them how to be confident and trust and obey in him. And I think that is key to this miracle. Yeah, I definitely think that the key is obedience. Yeah. And the action was casting down their nets. Mm. I think so many times that we are praying for a miracle and we're waiting and expecting a miracle, but what are we actually doing? Right? Like, are we doing a little bit of the work? Right. You got to put, you know, you want doors to open, but did you knock? Did mm. you turn the door? Right. Did you try to open it? Right, <laughs> you right, know. Right, right. So it, it's part of the casting out your net yeah. means that you're actually taking, physically doing something. Yeah. You're physically that. taking steps right. to get your miracle right. because so many of us pray for miracles for whatever reason, even, Little things, you know, are miracles every day, right? Mm -hmm. Like I pray for health. I pray to wake up. I pray for food. All of these things are miracles, but an active part. Mm -hmm. We take for granted that all the things that we have in front of us is a miracle, mm -hmm. right? Like we don't have to have anything. God grants it to us because he loves Love us, this. right? He provides for us. Mm -hmm. But if you want that abundance, are you casting your net? Right. Are you letting down your net? What Jesus told you to do, what God told you to do, are you doing it? Are you actually out there doing what God needs you to do? Right. I, I love the fact that you mentioned that what are we doing to receive these miracles? You can't just pray for it. That's just one step. That is, of course, key, right? But you have to actively be doing something. I mean, when we think of the season pass, right? When you think of your season pass to Six Flags and you get on that fast track or that fast line, you get on the line, right? You don't just have it. You actually have to get on the line. You actually have to do something to be able to pass others. So I think that in this case, it's the same thing. It's like Jesus wanted wanted these fishermen to trust, to obey, to be obedient, right? And that was the reason why the miracle worked. The miracle could not work to just say, oh, Lord, we need more fish. What are you going to do about having more fish, mm -hmm. right? So I think that is the process. How do we access these miracles? This is the way to access it. We also have to be actively be doing something. It can't just be wishing for it. Oh, yeah. Right? It can't just be wanting it. Yeah. It has to be, okay, I want this thing. Go out and get it. What is the key to get it is actually some type of action. And I think this miracle is, is, is definitely 
teaching us and telling us that this is what we need in order to access it mm -hmm. and for God to grant it to us. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about the symbolism of, of the net, right? Mm -hmm. Something that you, you're you're throwing out there to catch something. Right. And this is part of their tool. So they already had tools that they needed to catch fish. They mm -hmm. had the boat, they had the net, they had the manpower. But what they couldn't control were the fish, right? How do you get the fish into the net. They're not, they're just not here. We can't see them, right? They're not actually going underwater. They're casting their net, hoping that it'll catch the fish. But Jesus provides an abundance so much so that their net breaks. They have to call other people. How did this happen? Something that you couldn't see, something below the surface is happening. And sometimes that's how miracles operate. We're on the top and we're asking for something, but we're, there's something deeper below that we need to access. Right. How do we access that? Right. Right. By casting our net. Casting, casting net. our net could be, you know, reaching out to other people, right. asking people to pray for you, asking for, 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 for help, for opportunities. Sometimes we have to cast our net to our net to see what we can get. And God promises an overflow. Yeah. Are you obedient? Are you willing to go out there one last time? <laughs> Even if you've been out there all day, right. are you willing to go out there one last time and cast that net? I, I like that when you say, are you willing? Because what happens is that we start to lose sight when when our faith starts to dwindle, right? I mean, those fishermen were out there forever and they were like, you know, we have, we caught nothing. What do you mean casting that? That's just another wasted time. But he was so confident because Jesus knew that when he said that, he knew that miracle was coming. So it's saying that it's like you digging or climbing that or mountain or digging through that, that mountain, it's like, you don't know what's on the other side. Mm -hmm. But if you give up, you don't know it was just one more stroke, one more hit, one more knock, one more dig that's going to, to reach the oil well or to reach the other side. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing about faith. You just never know when you're going to break it. So that's why you have to keep going. That's why you should never go um, give up. Because this here shows that had they given up, had they not listened, they would never have overflowed. They would never have gotten their um, their wishes granted or their the thing or the or exactly the abundance. Thank you for for saving that. Right. I mean, and even even in their blessing, even mm -hmm. in their overflow, they were able to bless others. And that's what happens when Jesus steps into your situation, mm -hmm. that your blessing can be a blessing for others. Right. Because let's say you have nothing and right. God gives you. Are you going to share? Right. That's <laughs> you, you've been having a season. You've been having a dry season right. and he brings the rain and now you have crops. <laughs> are you going to tell your neighbor to come and harvest some of this? Right. Because you, you have an abundance, right. right? Like you have an opportunity to share. And and the Lord says, the Bible says, give and it will be given on to you. Right. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, right? right? How do you continue to have these blessings? Right. Sometimes you have to share, yeah. right? That, that's network as well right the people that you bless today can bless you tomorrow right very important and like you said these men said hey come 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 we're sinking like you know come and get some for yourself we have more than enough and you know you think about when people talk about things something as simple if they had a wall of money a lot of people said oh i would tell no one you know mm -hmm. i'm keeping that to myself because the minute I start letting people know, everybody's going to want. But that's also a blessing, right? Because God has given that to you. And it's not to be 
you know, ignorant about the way you give or spend your money, but know that if God can do this, then think about what he can do. You know, think about the abundance that he can do. Think about the fact that he used you as a vehicle to bless others. And that's the reason why it's important to always give back. Yeah. You know, and I think this also, this miracle also teaches about giving back, not just the fact that Jesus gave them an overflow, but it's saying, I gave you an overflow. Now you can give another fisherman. Yeah. So I think this this is definitely key. I think that sometimes, um, well, I think that this uh, miracle teaches us a couple of things, right? Mm -hmm. It teaches us about the fact that we have tools already, um, that we just need to utilize our tools in the way that God wants us to in order to get that blessing, to access that blessing. We need to be obedient. Right. Even if we have little faith, even Mm -hmm. if we feel like giving up, keep going. That persistence that you talked Mm. about, Philia. And also, yeah, also it's about blessing others with your blessing, you know, being a blessing to your neighbors, making sure that you give. I think there's the three main keys here, but there's something more. There's something that Jesus said to Simon, who was later called Peter. Right. He, he says something at the very end. He says, um, do not be afraid. Mm. For now on, you will be catching men. So it's, oh. it was a symbolism of what's to come. Wow. Right. Sometimes when, when, you, when you're getting your miracle, you know, it may mean that something more to come. Sometimes we don't even see that the little miracles mm-hmm. are a stepping stone for the big, bigger mm-hmm. miracles. Right. That's why it's always important to be grateful. That's why it's always important to be thankful. And right. it's always important to keep trying, be obedient and share what you have. Right, right. Um, the part that I wanted to understand was when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus's knee and said, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, um, Simon's um, partners. So for when he said, go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Was he actually saying that because he felt he was not deserving of such um, an abundance? Like that was the part that I actually wondered. Is it like we are not worthy of this? So we're grateful for all of these blessings we're grateful for for this particular abundance i mean i i think so i think mm-hmm. sometimes when you you're you're getting let's say your windfall mm-hmm. right and you know you did nothing to deserve right, it right? Right, right you kind of feel like i don't deserve it why am i getting this i don't you know like and then you don't even know in our in our society we think that there's strings attached right, right. we don't know what comes with what we're, we're giving or we don't know if we can carry the weight because sometimes when you are blessed you know you have to be a blessing to others. Right. And and that carries a weight that sometimes it's too heavy for people. And all of us are sinners. All of us for, fall fall short. Mm-hmm. So we don't we don't we don't deserve the blessings right. that God gives us. And sometimes that expression of gratefulness is mm-hmm. just saying that I'm undeserving right. and I'm un- unworthy. I got you. And you know it's it's funny too because sometimes um like I think sometimes when we things are too good, you start feeling like it's too good to be true. You know, like it's not real. Like this is going to be taken away because how am I deserving of all of these wonderful things? You know, and I think that's the unworthiness that we feel because we are sinners. It's like, what have I done? I remember the time I mentioned this even before 
in our previous podcast when my daughter was lost and was found four blocks away. And I remember when I made that phone call to the cops that she was missing, when I put in that call, I had already made this resolve that I was not going to see her anymore, you know, because I said, how am I different from any other mother who's looking for their child and their child is actually found. So when I found her or when, when the cops brought her to me, I cried then because it was like, I know I'm a good person, but what about the next mother who did not get that lucky? Like, how am I more deserving than that? And I almost felt sorry for these mothers who, you know, not saying I wasn't counting my blessings, but it almost made me feel almost like you, you feel bad for being so good or you feel bad for being so blessed, mm -hmm. you know, because is that mother, you know, less important? Is that other mother not as good or did not pray as much? You, you know, it's almost like you're undeserving of it. So I think, it was a reality to me that you have to count your blessings at, because you just don't know when and your kindness because you don't know when it's going to pay off, you know? Amen. 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 I think, so, yeah, I think this is such a great um, miracle to discuss. Um, and so in our audience, I don't know, do you guys have anything on this idea of casting a net to catch fish. Like, what did Jesus do? What do you think it means for you? Well, I remember your last podcast talked about having faith. Mm -hmm. And um, them, you know, not wanting to cast a net that second time, but then deciding to do it, mm -hmm. it all had to do with having faith. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. I agree. I, I think that having faith in what the word or the instructions that Christ had given them is the thing that actually let them do that, have that breakthrough, right? Because if they had given up and decided, no, it doesn't matter, we're tired, everybody, let's go home, they never would have seen that abundance. So that's a really, really great point. The faith is really key to this entire process. They need to believe in it. Yeah, it, along with believing in faith, I feel like mm -hmm. a, the biggest part to actually attain that is letting go of like control mm -hmm. and Good like point. like just like all things that we think we know are true because of what have happened in the past. Mm -hmm. I feel like letting go of those ideas ideals will allow in more abundance because we're just programmed to like react mm. to what we have experienced in the past which is valid because it's like you don't want to hurt yourself again and you don't want to go down the same trap but the fear is also what puts you puts you in the trap because you're stuck like thinking that things will go wrong but if you let go and just trust the voice that you initially heard mm -hmm. like what um, and to Maria said, mm -hmm. um, then yeah, I feel like that'll help. But letting go is like the hardest part because mm -hmm. yeah. um, things that you know are true, are right. just true to you. And like, we have no concept of God really. So it's like, he's telling us to do something. We're just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. You know? that's, that's <laughs> but so it's just like, it just doesn't really like add up, but right. you just have to trust in yourself. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like we all are, are part of God because he created us. Mm -hmm. So we you're have to trust yourself in ourselves and, you trust in God. and then you trust in God. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I mm -hmm. love, love, love that because mm -hmm. it was something that you said, you know, Saleh, that makes sense. It's like, 
we always feel like we need to be in control, right? So it's the same thing when you think about these fishermen. They were in control of these nets all day, so all night. Everything. They had they all the tools. Everything, they right? Everything. So they thought that, hey, we're doing all the right things and we're not still catching fish. How all, How is it all of a sudden you say cast your net and something is supposed to happen? Like you don't just cast a net, you have to do other things. You gotta do the worms, you have to, you know, pull it in, you have to get the, you know, there's so many other mm -hmm. things, but yet still he said, do something simple. Sometimes less is more, mm -hmm. just cast it. Mm -hmm. It's like, just let go. That is freaking amazing. Yeah, I, I love that because there's yeah. so mm -hmm. much fear that's, uh, you know, that coincides with faith, right? In order to have that faith, you got to let go of fear, mm. right? And um, um, I always use this acronym that I heard from T.D. Jakes on fear, like mm -hmm. false evidence appearing real. Mm. Like you said, you know, you have all the tools, you did everything that you needed to do. Mm. And why would every, anything be different? Now? Mm -hmm. Because faith, right? Mm. <laughs> Sometimes you need that faith to put you to that next level right. because you can't see and you just got to let go just and let go. God. Let go and let God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Believe in him. Wow. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> needed to believe in him and um, I think seeing is believing. Yes. yes. But before that, they obeyed, right? They obeyed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Let go and let, let God. God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Well, well, this was a great, was a great discussion, and we just want to thank our <laughs> our fellow co-hosts today, VIP our VIP yes. Maria, Khadija, Tusela, <laughs> and Willette. <laughs> we love our co-hosts yes. today. Um, thank you so much. So stay tuned for announcements and our closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today on the Jesus miracle of casting to catch an abundance of fish. We hope you enjoyed the discussion, but before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast where we discuss the Jesus miracle of healing a demon possessed man in Capernaum. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, October 19th at 7.15 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle. So follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Lastly, our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, website treadingfaith.captivate.fm and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Now, let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. We also believe that our prayers are strengthened in number. So we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Father God on high, we bless your holy name. We give thanks and honor to all things that you are doing in our lives, the seen and the unseen every day. We thank you, Father, for the miracle of life and the miracles that are yet to come. 
According to Matthew 18, 20, when two or more, th- more are gathered in your name, you are present. So we welcome your presence today. We welcome your presence continuously in our life. And we thank you for your intervention in our lives. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. Father God, sometimes we doubt what you have for us because all we see are failures and disappointments and locked doors. But you, Father God, have asked us to have faith in you faith to try again, faith to cast our net wide, faith in you, faith in obedience to you. And we can be surprised by what you have in store. Below the surface, our abundance lives, but we cannot pierce the the surface unless we are obedient in doing the things you have asked us to do, even letting go. John 10.10 says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But you came that we may have life more abundantly. Father, every day we are distracted by the works of the devil. The works of the thief who wants to steal, kill, and destroy our destiny, our dreams, our ambitions, our hope, our faith. But you, Father God, are the way, the truth, and the light. And you promise to give us abundance. If only we are obedient and have faith in you. Luke 6.38 says, give and it will be given on to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, runneth over, will be put on your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Father, sometimes we struggle to receive the abundance because we have been so stingy with what you have given us already. Father, open our hearts and our minds and our eyes to see that we have tools and we have gifts and that you have called us to use these things to be blessings to others, not just to enrich our lives or hold it selfishly, but to give onto those who are in need, to give onto your people, to be good stewards as you have called us to do. We know that your word says in Matthew 6, 33, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So if we are obedient and we seek you, if we obey and we let go of fear, anything we hope for, anything we imagine will be added onto us. We thank you for your words, Father. We ask you to help us Resolve any conflicts that are within us that's preventing us from using our tools and gifts to be obedient and to be a blessing. First Peter 4.10 says, each of us has received a gift to serve one another and be good stewards of God's varied grace. Your grace abounds and we are grateful. But how do we receive more if we are locking up what we have already received? How do we become good stewards of what we have? Father, give us divine insight. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us so we know how to utilize these tools. We know how to be gracious about what's given to us. We know how to recognize what is given to us so that we may share with others. 
Because the miracles that we pray for in our lives require us to do something, require us to have faith, to be obedient, to let go, and to share what we have already received. 1 Peter 4.10.11 says, excuse me, Romans 12.6 says, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use it. If prophecy, if proportion to our faith, in proportion to our faith. Father, let us show that our faith is abundant so that we may give and use our gifts abundantly and receive in turn abundantly the things that we so desperately ask for and need in our lives. Some of, our, some of us are asking for healing. Some of us are asking for a change. Some of us are asking for a windfall. Some of us are asking for divine insight and wisdom. These things that we ask of you, Father, we know it is in your power. But we just need to step forward to receive them. And we thank you for your word for teaching us that we need faith above all else to access the abundance. We need to let go of what's holding us back to access the abundance. We need to be a blessing to others by utilizing the gifts already given to us so we can access more abundance. Matthew 5, 16 says, in the same way your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who's in heaven. Amen, amen. Let us come together and think about ways that we can use our gifts to be good to others. We can do it collectively or individually. But Father, create in us a spirit of giving. Create us, create in us a spirit of obedience. Create in us a spirit of faith over fear. That we may let go of the things that we have planned and destined for our lives to accept what you have graciously ordained for us. Life more abundantly. Lastly, Father. We just call into being your word in Matthew 18, 19, that if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask for, that it will be done in our Father in heaven. So we come into agreement for this prayer and we say amen, amen, and amen in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you to our special guests. We love you and have a blessed week. Bye. <music>